0: Hey everyone and welcome to the third episode of Calling an Audible, a podcast recorded here at UMC discussing local, regional, and national news and sports. My name is Zach Greenberg, I'm a football player here at UMC and I'm one of the hosts for today's show. I'm here with Greg Johnson, who's on the baseball team, Jeremy Newman also on the football team, and lastly, Cassidy Klapaki on the softball team here at UMC. Uh, To start off today's show, we have some breaking news out of UFC.
1: Greg, uh, why don't you go for that? So the notorious MMA with his savage antics is back at it again. So Dana White is going to strip him of of his lightweight championship belt because he will not defend it. So it's going to go to the winner of the Max Holloway and Khabib Nurmagomedov fight. And looking on Deadspin, Max... (laughs) This is interesting because Conor McGregor... He's taking, like, this safety rail, and he's throwing it at a bus. He's smashing this place up. All hell is literally broken loose. Like, it's just a chaotic scene, okay? And odds are I bet he's going to get kicked out of the UFC for this. He, like, injured a fighter who can't even go on the next card because he's got glass cutting up his face. I don't know. Is this good or bad publicity for UFC right now? I think that uh, this is not
0: surprising to me at all that Conor McGregor went and did something like this. Uh, he's known to have a very short temper and this is i feel like this is good publicity for himself because he hasn't been in the spotlight as of late and any publicity is good publicity I've said that a few times on this show already and i'm going to continue to say it um but this is obviously very a bad bad rep for the UFC and um, I don't see Dana white letting it go unpunished
1: yeah, according to Michael David Smith on Twitter, UFC president Dana White calls Conor McGregor's actions day the most disgusting thing that has ever happened in the history of the company. He's going to be sued beyond belief, and this was a real bad career move for him. I completely agree with that. I, he just screwed up his career, no, like no joke. He's one of the greatest fighters in UFC history. He even crossed over to boxing, lost to Floyd Money Mayweather, which, you know, actually wasn't a bad fight, but he's just too UFC to box. But he just ended his career. He's What's next, a WWE like Ronda Rousey? Well, I don't think he cares, to be honest. He's made
0: his money. What, what does he have to really lose other than his career?
1: He I needs to think lose really his cares. most given attitude, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, this dude, get off your high horse, man. You just injured somebody by throwing a rail at a bus. You broke glass. This dude is in the hospital getting stitches on his face and glass taken out it's like what are you thinking just because you don't want to defend your lightweight title it's like come on grow up dude i just you know whatever i'm over that (laughs) mcgregor he's just he's dropped the ball on this one honestly not surprising at the end of the day no going
0: into uh more local sports news uh UMC uh, softball and baseball have been uh, playing some games as of late. Cassidy, why don't you touch on uh, um, some UMC softball for us?
2: Well, softball just dropped two games yesterday in Minot, and then we will be back in action in Upper Iowa on Saturday at 1 and 3 p.m., and then again in Winona on Sunday at 1 and t- or 12 and 2. Um, hopefully we can turn the season around and uh, get some more dubs.
0: What should uh, we be looking for when it comes to softball this season? Uh, any any big hitting, pitching? What should we look for?
2: Hitting and pitching is looking good. Um, we just need to clean up the errors in, in the field, and things should be a lot better.
0: Are any players standing out early in camp?
2: Um, well, actually, Rocky Bajoran um, was the March player of the month for UMC. So, yeah, she's been doing really well um, on third and first and at the plate. So watch out for her.
0: Good to hear. Moving on to UMC Baseball, Greg, uh, update us.
1: Well, we finally halted our losing streak of 12 games by beating you, Mary, in a sweep. First game was 5-4, and I believe the second game was 12-0 or somewhere close to that. But it's a great turnaround for the program after, you know, there's been some injuries here and there. So it's been putting a damper on the team. But the fact that we got our couple wins, first two wins in conference this season, it's a step in the right direction, and we feel the only way we can go is up. Any uh, players standing out so far this season? Yeah, we got Jelly as usual, he's just a monster at the plate and he's a defensive anchor at first. Mushy's doing really good at shortstop and Stew in the outfield just it's a great group of guys out there. It's really not an like an individual person effort, it's more of a team first mentality. Everyone's got to do their part. They got to get on base for the next guy, you know, it's all about do your job and give the next guy the chance to do his job too. Interesting. Now, into some UMC football. Uh, UMC football
0: starting spring camp, and uh, they have two new coaches on offense. They have co- offense coordinator Jared Hoddle and Sam Gooding at uh, offensive line. Jeremy, uh, at quarterback, you see everything with offense, so uh, update us on that.
3: Well, the offense is really moving well. Um, despite losing all 11 games last year, we've stepped up, and with our new coaches, we've brought in a new culture. Um, just trying to change the pace and big thing about this next season is going to be discipline for the Golden Eagles and the big thing is that starts with the coaching staff and goes on through the leaders on the team and then down to no matter what everyone has a role and everyone needs to do their role well so we're really getting into uh, defining everyone's role now in the spring and despite um, our spring activities heating up for football the weather's not really cooperating with us so We're gonna have to go to the High Performance Center in Grand Forks on Saturday, where uh, the UND is fighting Hawks, is it now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, still getting used to it. But that's where we'll practice probably this week, and then depending on weather next week is where we'll do another practice next Saturday. So it's gonna be a good spring, I think, spring games on uh, April 21st at two. So if you're in the Crookston area, come, come show out for the Golden Eagles
0: and watch for us in the fall too. We're going to be a force to be
1: reckoned with. So, moving on to regional sports here. So, latest from the Minnesota Wild, Ryan Suter fractured his ankle and he required surgery which he recently got and he is out for the remainder of the season. And I personally feel like that's a big blow to the team because he's the top one of the top 5 defensemen in the league. I will honestly that's how I feel. Opinionated. Everyone's got their opinions including you. Mr. Jets fan. But anyways. Ducks fan. Oh, well. Both. You got you got two of them. I got both. Good for you.
0: I claim both of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, again, that's just your opinion because you think they're better, but they're really not. So anyways, the Wild have a young defensive group coming up now because there's one of the broadcasters for the uh, Minnesota Wild West Walls. He was talking about only two of the current – Defensemen for the Wild were on the opening day roster for them and the other four have either been have basically been AHL call ups. So the outlook is in question right now because the Wild just dropped their season ending road trip with a loss to the Ducks three to one. And well, the Ducks, what are they sitting? Seventh right now in the conference? They're currently in third in the Pacific division, one point
0: up on LA. But They've clinched, and that's all that matters.
1: And they also have the Wild, and they're one-one away from another hundred-point season. Not sure where the Anaheim Ducks are. It's okay. the The Wild can't play with the Jets, and that's who they're going to be playing in the first round, anyways. Yeah, I can't wait. That beer pro- That'd be the one hockey game I'm looking forward to. That series. That's going to be just as good as when the Wild played Colorado. It'll be, it'll be a good a four-to-one series. A four to one. <laughs> yeah, four to one. Wild. I guess we'll find out. But again, it's I'd like to see some people's opinion. So Cassie, what do you think the Wild are gonna do with this? Being Suter's out now.
2: I'm not really sure. is one of the biggest scorers on our team and hopefully we can uh, get some other players to score. Like uh Parisi, that'd be good. <laughs> he's
1: been on he's been pretty hot late. He's he scored has. a bunch of goals and he's racking up the assists in the past eleven games, so he stepped up to the plate.
2: For sure.
1: Because so you're an avid hockey fan, right? Yes. <laughs> so moving on to uh, more regional news here. Logan Morrison of the Minnesota Twins. This is probably one of the, my opinion, dumbest things I've ever heard from a baseball player. He said that he sees no point in playing in sub-freezing temperatures. Weak. You <laughs> are a designated hitter slash first baseman and yeah you signed with minnesota you know what you're getting you knew what you're signing up for like come on bro it's like new rule morrison captioned his post you build a stadium it has to come with a roof this is fun for no one including fans it's 2018 people want to be comfortable while watching and playing games dude are you an overgrown baby <laughs> like come on let's go around the horn what are you guys' thoughts on this
3: well, like I said, Greg, uh, I said weak. Uh, Logan Morrison, it's it's professional baseball, man. You're getting paid millions of dollars to do do a game that kids get to play. Um, I mean, as it says here, he's off to a 0 for 11 start. I mean, no, we,
1: he recently they, got a double last game against wow, the Pirates.
3: Well, even though we played the yeah. Orioles, he was
1: one for four with one run and RBI, and yeah.
2: So what's he complaining about? <laughs>
1: He can't hit in the cold weather, so he's just making excuses. You're a major league ball player and you're just coming up with things on why you can't play. Okay.
0: And it's not like he's from very far down south. He's from Kansas City, Missouri, and it definitely gets cold there. He definitely grew up playing baseball. Winter isn't new to this, dude. Yeah.
2: Hey, in softball, we have to play when it's 32 degrees, so suck it up.
1: Yeah, exactly. I've played games where it was snowing and sleeting. I didn't complain, I just wore long sleeves. But, you know, whatever, I guess everyone's entitled their opinions nowadays. Everyone wants a trophy, so you can have (laughs) yours, Logan Morrison. You can have yours.
0: Well, it won't be the World Series trophy. Ouch.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right after the Winnipeg MLB team. Oh, wait, they don't have one? (laughs) That's okay. That's tough. We
0: we, we couldn't have one. It gets way too cold up north.
2: (laughs) More people would be complaining about cold weather then. Yeah, could
0: you imagine if Logan Morrison had to play in Winnipeg rather than Minneapolis? He
1: wouldn't. He wouldn't. Trade me. It's too cold over here. I don't want to play. It's pointless.
2: On another note, uh, Villanova wins the national championship in basketball, and uh, Notre Dame women's basketball beats Mississippi State on another buzzer. Buzzer beater. UMD uh, hockey, men's hockey, plays Ohio State tonight, and Michigan plays Notre Dame.
3: Next up on the agenda is talking about the Masters. Um, a couple days ago in the par 3 contest at the Masters, Tony Finau made a hole-in-one and celebrating, he dislocated his ankle and on the course just popped it right back into place and walked back to the green. Um, whoa, whoa, wait. Golf players are tough? I guess. I guess Ooh. you could see him normally just sitting out of that, but he actually ended up staying in the Masters. And at the moment he is three under, tied for second. So, I mean, good for him, man. He's through 14, so big, big time for him to step up and uh, see what he can do with his dislocated ankle, I guess. Um, more news on the Masters is Tiger Woods has the third best odds to win, but um, after a slow back nine today, he's only one over. So he's got a big, uh, get a big comeback for round two if he wants to stay in the cut because
1: um, it said he has tied what 24th right now yep
3: yep that's, uh, I think this is all just hype but there's not yeah. a lot of
0: uh, difference between the scores right now he's only It is four very shots early back. in the card yeah, yeah so. he's very he's only four shots back and if Tiger is hundred percent like he says and like he's been he's been looking in warm-ups and in other tournaments that they've had in the past couple of weeks he can definitely make up those four strokes even in one one day. For
1: sure, for sure. Well, right, but I mean he what do you finish? Runner up in the Valspar open and then he like tied for fourth or something in some have to other think, tournament?
0: He he's had several back surgeries and he's in his forties. Oh right? yeah, this is like one of
1: the biggest comeback stories in golf, period. The fact when did he last the comeback ma-
0: stories in general? The fact that he came back after after the whole scandal and the back surgery, <laughs> Tiger Woods impressive. is a cheetah.
1: <laughs>
0: um, another in, in Masters news: uh, Tom Watson won the par three contest at 68 years old, making the oldest person to do it. Uh, Jack Nicholas was also a, part- a participant at 78, and he placed third. And the oldest player was Gary Player, and uh, he was 82. And he didn't place in the top part of the tournament, but uh, that's okay. Um, so, yeah, golf is just a
1: retirement game, right?
0: A good moment uh, happened at the it, at the Par 3 tournament where Jack let his grandson and caddy, uh, Gary, who's 15 years old, play hole eight for him. Uh, Gary stepped up to the tee and uh, hit his shot, and it rolled and rolled and rolled, and it went in, and it was a hole-in-one for his first career hole-in-one at 15 years old. Um, And Jack Jack sent out a tweet a little bit after that saying, with all due respect to the AT Masters, allow me to put my six green jackets in the closet for a moment and say that I don't know if I've had a more special day on the golf course. I think that says a lot because he is quite the career, arguably the best golfer of all time. That is a
1: class act, I'm not going to lie. Yeah.
0: But... uh, Quite a good moment to see your grandson uh, get his first hole in one, especially on a, such a grand, stage. a national stage. stage yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: But you got it. I have to ask you this: Do you enjoy watching golf?
0: I actually, I enjoy watching tournament golf, like the ma- like the major tournaments, like the Masters, U.S. Open, British Open. It's only
1: like the majors golf events. It
0: can right? it can be like watching paint dry at times. <laughs> at but, times, or like the entire time. But but honestly, a lot of people think baseball is like watching paint dry.
1: No, so, no, no, no. A lot of people think You're do. not going a lot there people, I'm
0: not saying I think that. I like watching baseball, but a lot of people think that.
1: I understand where you're coming from, but... Yeah, I don't know. My Me, personally, golf is just boring. I, Respect with all the athletes. It's I've tried to play, and I'm going to stick with my mini-putt golf course on the Wisconsin Dells tour. But, <laughs> yeah, golf is not an easy sport. It's just one of the most boring things to watch, especially on TV, because... I feel like all the commentators are just monotonous and just like, oh, look at that, nice, beautiful birdie by Tiger Woods, and then next up is Jordan Spieth, and oh, look. Spieth. Oh, Spieth? Exactly, <laughs> that's how much I pay attention to golf. <laughs> is this like, oh, sh- double Shameless bogey. plug
0: from Canada, Adam Hadwin also in second at minus three.
3: Canada, it's relevant. Canada,
1: Canada, Did he do it like a hockey stick, like Happy Gilmore? I wish. <laughs> that would be cool.
0: Oh, and another uh, interesting, Fred Couples, who is quite old, is at negative one and t- tied for 11th. So who do we have winning this thing?
1: What are our predictions?
0: I I really personally want to see Tiger win. Uh, Just there's to a make lot of hype comeback. around him, and I think it would be nice for him in his life and be able to move forward with a nice little Masters win.
1: If he wins, greatest golfer of all time?
0: It's... Is does that make tough. him the GOAT? It's tough. People will people argue that he is currently, but you know you, you have a lot of golfers in the mix there that it would be a tough argument.
3: I mean, if he does win another tournament, that's his 80th win ever. It's, pretty, it's a lot pretty of pretty dubs. outstanding.
1: But who has the most green jackets, though? I believe Jack. Is it Jack Nicklaus? Yep.
0: A quick Google will help us with that.
1: He's at, yeah, Jack Nicklaus has 18 majors won. He has 73 PGA Tour victories. And this is on pga.com, and they have Tiger Woods at number two. And he has 14 majors won, and he has 79 PGA Tour victories, which is second all-time. So I believe this could go hand-in-hand. Hand. I Personally, I do feel, too, that if he wins this, I'd put him in the ballpark as greatest golfer of all time. And now he can get one of his little iced tea in the gas stations he can get, like Arnie Palmer's mm-hmm. or Golden Bear's.
3: <laughs> Tiger Woods, I don't think the combination for that drink would be very healthy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Touche. So jumping back to baseball here, within recent events, I know this is a couple weeks old, but Jorge Polanco of Minnesota Twins recently got kicked, or not kicked out, but banned 80 games by the MLB for a performance enhancing drug. I believe it was Stanazole, which is kind of like an anabolic steroid. But what I found the most interesting about this was he is, he said he, was, he asked his trainer for a B12 iron combo. And this is also similar to Genry Mejia way back when he tested positive for stanizol also. But this also kind of dates back to bioge- the biogenesis scandal we had with Ryan Braun, Melky Cabrera, Bartolo Colon, Yasmani Grandal and A-Rod and all those guys but I have to ask you guys do these players knowingly take PEDs to up their game or are they blindsided by their trainers they know why what's your opinion
2: I just think that they know um a lot of players are selfish and they want to be the best that they can be so why not
1: I
0: wholeheartedly agree with Cassidy on that. There's no way that they don't know what they're getting themselves into, and they only have themselves to blame.
3: I I can see it being both sides. I mean, um, if he's just asking for a B12 iron pill that would give it to him, I mean, yeah, you could get it from that, but is that what the trainer would give you, or would the trainer give you something else, you know? Like, I I don't feel like a trainer would voluntarily give someone steroids when that happens. So I I think they could know, but at the same time it could go the other way with just what they need. But if they want a B12 and iron whatever they need it, they can get that out of their diet. Like that's not a big big deal for them. I mean, they're million they're million dollar makers. They can spend whatever they want their money on and if they want to spend it on a dietitian to make what they eat, so you know.
0: But why would a company so it was a biogenesis. 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 Why would, why would they knowingly be giving people, giving players performance-enhancing drugs if they're not requested by the players themselves?
1: Well, the way I look at it is, these players went to biogenesis, either as, yeah, maybe they went there to, you know, because I, if I remember right. They went to Biogenesis to, like, you know, for muscle growth, you know, because you know, I'm, we're all athletes. How much of us have taken like whey protein to, you know, get stronger, a little I think more we edge? We all have. Yeah, yeah I'd say I have. Not me. Maybe creatine, <laughs> but I just look at it. Looking at it that way, it's just these players wanted to gain an edge, but I think they were trying to do it the smart way, and I believe they got blindsided by this. They got blindsided because they got caught.
2: Exactly.
1: I mean, just they were accused of obtaining performance-enhancing drugs, yes. You know, the clinic is a, is a specifically human growth hormone and is a defunct rejuvenation clinic. So they're, like, rejuvenating, like, lax muscles and trying to get them back into, like, the fast twitch. You know, and just looking at it, yeah, it's this is a sketchy situation. Granted, it's years old already. But I mean, you can't just tell me that players knowingly did this. I there you, there have been some that got completely blindsided. Because yeah, this was back in 2012, so it is old. But how can you guys back that? Just saying that yeah, they knowingly did it without any proof of the matter.
3: Well, I think Greg as a as a huge baseball at star they they want to have what's best for their body and they want to have anything that can help them and i mean they can treat or they can trust their trainer to give them what they what they need but i mean if they do give something like anthony bosch gave a rod or whatever the the performance dancing drugs i mean that's just anthony bosch being a scumbag to the guys that he trusts and that they trust him to yeah, There's
0: no way their he would have. Yeah, there's no way he would have done that without them knowing. Because like and and at the same time like after all the suspensions went down for all the players it was the it was the first mass suspension and the largest since 1919 when the White Sox threw the World Series. And it's like yeah, it's it's not like These guys know what's going into their bodies. They have to know because after their suspension went down, like, they didn't, like, even try and, like, appeal the suspensions.
3: They just accepted it. They just
0: accepted it it because they knew that that they had the evidence against them, and they just had to accept it that what they did was illegal according
1: to the MLB. Okay, so do you guys stand with or against letting these PED users into the Hall of Fame? Do they belong there or should they be black marked or but I think
0: listed? Pete Rose needs to be in the
1: Hall of Fame before any of them but if they're yeah, going to be Pete a... Rose he got he got kicked out of the MLB for something completely different completely though different it is a completely story. That different gambling. story but that wasn't If P-E-G's?
0: you're going to put them in the Hall of Fame you got to put Pete in there Well yeah I mean why put them uh, any of them in or none I agree either we, all of them
1: need to go in
0: or none There's or no none special exceptions There's no special exceptions
1: but Pete Rose gambled. He bet for his team too. He also win, have not... the most hits all time. Yeah, but he didn't cheat. I I agree he didn't cheat. But yeah, so why, so he why should why can... be in the Hall of Fame? But you're saying if he's allowed in the Hall of Fame, everyone else should be too. Well, not everybody. Any, you just else, said that. Greenberg. Anybody else is deserving.
0: I'm no. What am okay. Trying so to what makes is, them deserving? What I'm then. trying to say is these players are being
1: allowed into the Hall of Fame currently.
0: Even after. There's only three
1: that we know of, and that's Pudge Rodriguez, Jeff Bagwell, and some other guy. But they're in. And they're going to be continuing to let it. You can't tell me A Rod's not going to make the Hall of Fame. Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds have yet to get in. But they will get in. They're not banned from getting in. Pete the, Rose is banned from getting in. They have, I think, maybe five more years on the ballot. And I don't think they're getting in. I guess we'll see a career just ended a couple years ago. Yeah, he has to wait like five years or ten years of retirement before he can be allowed to be yeah. even put on the ballot. Right. There's no doubt that dude is a great player, but he cheated. Yeah, right, he did. But
0: you, you don't think Barry Bonds is going to make the Hall of Fame? I think he
1: should. Exactly. Point proven. <laughs> <laughs> but because just looking at statistics, even before he started using though, the things that man did, Sure, phenomenal. same, with Pete, yeah, Rose. He's same with Pete Rose before he started gambling. Yeah, Pete Rose should be in too. I'm not in disagreement yeah. with that, but I think it should be specific players. Sure, I can agree with that. Mark McGuire, I don't think he should be in. Sammy Sosa, again, not. Roger Clemens, no. It's the ones that you have actually proven guilty. Because in America, the legal jury system is innocent until proven guilty. So that's where I rest my case.
0: And with that, we'll uh, conclude uh, week three's episode of Calling an Audible. Uh, We'll be back next week to talk more sports. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Calling an Audible is made possible through the assistance of the University of Minnesota Crookston Media Services Department and executive producer James Bogachnik. The views expressed on Calling an Audible are not necessarily the views of the University of Minnesota Crookston
2: or its affiliates.